Welcome to Classic and Curious, a podcast dedicated to exploring today's classic styled life. I'm your host, Ann Kikoski, and each month I'll be sharing conversations with some of my favorite personalities in travel, entertaining, fashion, and decor. We will explore how they elevate their everyday with timeless classics, reimagined with a modern sensibility. So grab a cup of coffee or glass of wine, whatever suits your fancy. We hope to inspire you, make you laugh a little, and look forward to every engagement. Hello, classic and curious listeners, and wow, how lucky are we to have a guest who embodies the essence of classic style. During this episode, we are proud to host Emily from Emily Owen Bowes, a lifestyle and fashion influencer. Emily is an example of what happens when entrepreneurial spirit, great taste, and a smart business mindset all come together. She has grown her audience across platforms to over 150,000 followers. She is known for celebrating her collaborations with noteworthy brands such as Amazon, Kate Spade, and J. Crew, just to name a few. Whether it be TikTok, Instagram, or YouTube, Emily is insightful and inspiring. Her podcast, Bose & Company, has achieved high rankings, and it's no surprise. In this podcast, Emily engages us in her family's lifestyle while staying true to the personal point of view of Emily herself. Most impressively, Emily launched her own line of merchandise, which represents her spirit, style, and sophistication. Each launch is packaged with an intentional theme, connecting it back to Emily's lifestyle and that of her family. Today, Emily and I will talk about current style trends, what items and brands are in her closet, and thoughts on living a classic styled life. I personally admire her confidence and influence across generations of women. Cheers to Emily. Let's chat. Welcome, Emily. It's so amazing to have you as a guest. I mean, Emily Owen Bowes. Hello. On my show, I just, I can't get over it. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to be here. And we're excited to have you. I mean, Ironically, I just had this discussion on a previous recording this morning around how you can be influenced by different generations. Like, absolutely. You don't have to have a woman in your life, your age to kind of learn from and get style tips from. And I think age is never a barrier. One of the things I like, I have no problem saying I follow you, <laughs> pick up style tips. I mean, well, thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. And in fact, when we went to uh, West Palm Beach, Abby and I, this year, and I pulled out a hat. And I swear to God, I put it on. I said, I'm doing an Emily. <laughs> and, she, <laughs> and it was so fun. And my daughter goes, oh, my God, I love that hat. So I got that from you from when you went down there. And I totally went out and got a hat that looked just like yours. And so oh my gosh, I think it's just, again, such a wonderful thing to be able to say that you learn from everybody, right? Absolutely. So, so I wanted to have you on my guest for that very reason. I admire what you've created for yourself and how you've influenced a span of listeners and watchers. I mean, your YouTube channel, et cetera. All of the listeners have heard about you in the introduction, but it's really just an honor to go into this conversation and get your point of view, because I feel like it's something so special. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm very excited to be here. And before we began recording, we were both discussing how we love to talk and how we're big talkers. So 
it makes it so much more fun when the other person is just as excited to chat about similar things. So I'm very thrilled to be here today. I know. Thank you. And you know what? One of the things that I think is so important is we both have an affinity for a classic styled life. Absolutely. And when we think about today, I think what's so ironic about what we're seeing in the fashion scene is this whole new kind of prep has kind of emerged. And that's always been in me. I mean, I don't think yes. it ever left me. I think sometimes they call it, what is it, the New England Country Club or the old money style. I mean, they're renaming prep, but it's prep to me. It always will be. Yeah. Coastal grandmother. <laughs> right? Yes. Exactly. Yes. And I just feel like it's taken a little twist. And do you see anything different? I mean, tell me your thoughts on how this whole prep rage or point of view in today's world, how do you see it? Is it any different from what you knew from your past? Yeah, I mean, I think I can agree with the same thoughts of you as I grew up with a mom who had similar style with a grandmother who loved this classic prep. So there are pictures of me in the fourth grade, pretty much wearing exactly what I wear now. So it's always been my style and my taste and what I grew up around. And then now you see style icons kind of coming out, like people have been referring to it as Sophia Ritchie, and she kind of has put her own twist on ultimately what's the classic prep. So I think it's so refreshing to see this style come back into Gen Z's world. But for me, it's always been something that has been in my life and my style. So I think it just takes different forms. And like you just said, coastal grandmother, New England prep, whatever you want to call it. It's just taken different forms throughout the years. But I can confidently say that this has been my style for a long time. So I've, I've never steered clear of it. If it's a trend, maybe, but I'm happy it's around. <laughs> yeah, myself included. And I totally agree with you. I think Sophia Ritchie is one that I admire. Absolutely. New people on Instagram and kind of how we see people influencing things. So one thing that I thought is really funny is as I look ahead to fall and I look ahead to the runway of fashion that's ahead of us, and I feel like I'm going back a little bit to the 80s when I look at all of the pinstripe suits or the emerging of new leather jackets done in different ways. And it's prep, but done in a very, very different way. So I always think it's so fun to talk to people about what's in their closet. And as we think of the season ahead, how do you want to edit it? How do you want to add to it? And so tell me about your closet. What are your essential go-tos that you have? Well, I think this is coming at a great time because I'm eager to head into the fall and autumn. And I try to always savor each fashion season, but it's hard not to kind of look ahead and start shopping and going through magazines. I have always just been a go-to J. Crew gal. I feel like I start with J. Crew because yes, they have this season's items, but really they're not that different from last season's. They're just taking a different form. I also think that kind of what you just said a minute ago that Veronica Beard always does a wonderful job of including that classic prep, but for the modern woman, yeah, kind of gives you a little bit of twist. They play with patterns and textures a bit better than I feel like a lot of other brands have been doing in the industry. But she's always sophisticated. She's always ready for anything. So I always admire their their items. Even if it's at a higher price point, you can take pieces from what they're showing and make it work for your wardrobe. So I always try to have the basics. Having good denim available is something that I always prioritize. So even in July and August, I'm looking at 
frame or halogen, just finding good denim that I can have ready to go. So when the cooler 60 degrees hit, I'm prepared. Ballet flats have been something else that I love so much. And going back, you know, I was wearing those ballet flats in middle school and high school, but I still love them so much. Every fall, I feel like I try to pull those out. I feel like recently a penny loafer has made a comeback and a woven penny loafer is my personal favorite. I love classic dark leather pieces. I always try to have good accessories, whether that be a leather belt with a penny loafer and a classic bag. doesn't even have to be anything designer, just a nice leather tote. So those are kind of the pieces that it's not groundbreaking for fall, but it's those items I know I'm going to wear and it's practical and I feel I feel good. I love and, and I'll tell you, I, I love penny loafers. In fact, I like one with a little wedge. I like all different heel heights. Yeah. Penny loafers. Yes. So it's so fun. Tell me a little bit when you're looking at your closet and you're going in there and you say, all right, I need to edit some things out. What's been on your edit list these days? Or maybe you tuck them away for later, right? Because what's old is new. But tell me a little bit about how you edit your closet. Yeah. I mean, I think that trends are very fun to participate in for sure. And I can definitely, I'm can attest to the fact that I can get caught up in them sometimes. And then two months later, you're looking at what you bought and you're like, I don't like this anymore, or this doesn't really align with my style. So I think it's healthy to try out some trends within your style, keeping it within your taste, specifically things that I'm editing out. I can't, I mean, there's, I don't really, I'm not that adventurous when it comes to like, buying crazy pieces. But once in a while, I'll have like a statement dress or a a statement shoe that I think is a really good idea or I saw it in a catalog and then you put it on yourself. And usually it's like, well, I don't actually have a scenario to wear this to. But (laughs) you always have... Maybe if I'm in Saint-Tropez, I can put this on. But (laughs) just the regular Ohio day, I'll probably edit out some of those statement pieces. But at the same time, there's a time and a place for everything. And it is fun to kind of romanticize your closet. So I still welcome those fun pieces for sure. Okay, you talked about denim earlier. And obviously, with my background in the denim business, tell me, like, how many pairs of denim do you think a girl should have? And do you have any favorite kind of styles of denim that you go towards? Yeah. I mean, I definitely think having I have a lot of denim just because I like to keep nicer pieces that have worked for a while. Light wash, dark wash, obviously. For my body type, I love a long flare jean in a black denim and also in a light denim because I can wear a a heel underneath it. I think it's a really easy way to look dressed up. But not when you sometimes walk into something and you're like in this dress and you just feel so over the top. For me, I feel like a a long jean with a heel is an easy thing to wear on a first date or if you're just grabbing a cocktail with a friend because you can dress it up with a blazer or a blouse or a vest. So letting those accessories take over. I mean, have as much denim as you want. I feel like (laughs) you can never have enough. Like I love shopping and I love to brainstorm styles of outfits. So the more the merrier. (laughs) Right. And I'll tell you, I am a big denim fan and you and I have the same. I love frame. I love that you brought love frame. Up. Yes, I yeah. do too. And I just think that that's kind of my go-to denim. I really want it to be yeah. mousy, but it doesn't fit me very well. But I'll, yeah. I'll, stay, <laughs> I'll stay true to 
stay true to frame. And I, I really love it. They do a great job. They do too. Yeah. And I, I think they do an awesome job. So when you're sitting there and you're getting ready for the next season and you have all your staples and I bet, you know, do you still like to page through a magazine? Or are you more? I do. No, I do like to page through a magazine. I still like the yes. power of a touch. So do you ever like rip anything out or do you ever say, oh my God, that is an aspirational piece? I, I mean, like... I have to say, but I want to get that. Like, do you have any aspirational pieces for the next season ahead that you're dying to get? Absolutely. I feel like I not not only do that with magazines and I'll have a little stack or even just social media, I'll create like a folder for outfits and inspiration, even travel spots that inspire outfits. I always save because I think that's a really good way to get out of that that rut of what to wear. If you think of a spot in your head to dress for, I always love doing that. As far as items that I'm looking for that I would love for this coming season, I think like a really nice little leather clog of some sort would be fabulous. <laughs> so in my head, I'm, I'm yeah, imagining going leaf peeping somewhere. So I would love like we just said a, a great pair of denim and a leather clog and a chunky sweater. So that's kind of how I brainstorm ideas for different outfits. I think of a place or a scenario and then I, I dress for it, even if I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> It's so funny because I, too, will see something, whether it's on Instagram or in a magazine. And do you remember when that studded Hermes clog came out? You said, Mm -hmm. like, I don't even care if I get a knockoff of that. I just love that style. And I totally create folders on my Instagram that are just for fashion looks. And I just, I think that's so fun. So I have to ask you, so you talked about places that you've been that inspire your wardrobe. Is there a place that you've never been, but it still inspires your wardrobe? Well, that's a fabulous question. I think it's seasonal. So I think in the summer, I've been to Italy, but I've never been to like the Amalfi Coast. So I'm imagining me in a lemon dress with a spritz. That's definitely a summer spot that inspires me for the fall. I've never been to Montana, but I'm cultivating this out west, really earthy tones. So yeah, absolutely. There's so many vibes. I'm going to say I'm going to use the word vibes that 100% inspire me. And I think that's what makes travel so fun is because you can explore this character that is part of you, but not in your everyday routine and dress for it. I could so see you doing the cowboy look. (laughs) (laughs) Very like Ralph Lauren cowboy. That's what I'm talking about. You know? Yeah. 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 (laughs) big hat, maybe like a wrap or something. <laughs> It'll happen someday. It'll yes, happen. <laughs> completely see that and make sure that you get the right blanket that really has the pattern. Absolutely. Exactly. Yes. Because I can so <laughs> see you from like, yes, perfect analogy. Yes. Yes. So I love that thought. So talk to me a little bit about what does it mean for you to live a classic styled life? Well, that's a really great question. I feel like that's why this podcast is so fabulous because I think sometimes as women, it's hard. I get this question a lot on social media. I'm around your age and I'm not sure what my style is, but I seem to like a lot of the outfits you're wearing. I think it just, for me personally, means finding your taste, your style, and really sticking to it and embodying it in every aspect of your life. Obviously, it's so fun to shop and put together clothes and outfits, but also just moving through life elegantly and kindly and curiously, obviously always asking questions. I think that falls into being a 
a welcoming host and willing to learn and try new things and try to learn and try new things from other people, from women who you admire or places that you admire. So I think the outfit is a great way to start. But to me, it's it's a lifestyle and it can reflect a lot more than that. Yeah. So, And let's unpack that a little bit because I think one of the things I heard you say that I, I really feel that we take for granted sometimes and I think we have to slow down. But when you said it about being kind and... Another thing that I think of often is manners. It's like, where did everybody's manners go? Like, sometimes I look at people and something will happen. And even sometimes I'm guilty of this, right? But because you have slips, we all do. But I'll say, like, who is your mom? Like, right? You're doing that. Like, but right. I think the whole element of manners and the whole element of kindness, talk to me a little bit about how has that shown up in your life, not only from a giving, but maybe a getting receiving as well. Absolutely. I mean, I'm always, I think I going back to the, who's your mom? I grew up in a house where it was, you put out what you receive or however you want to say it. So I know how I want to be treated and I know the type of friends that I would like. Mm -hmm. And we've all encountered people who have come in and out to Mm -hmm. teach a lesson or build character. And you're like, "Mm, I didn't really love that person. So I never want to be that person that somebody else says I didn't really like. So I just think you can still be feminine and kind and soft, but firm and stand your ground. We always say that in our house that just for any situations, just stand your ground, but you don't have to get nasty about it. And I think your point gets across a lot more productively when you approach things like that. So I hope. So I've been told. (laughs) We'll see. You're doing a beautiful job of it. But I think, yeah, I think it evolves. When I was a young girl, my mom always used to say to me, pretty is as pretty does. Yeah, exactly. There are times that you have a great outfit on and you open your mouth and you ruin the whole thing. So I think I have some lessons in that myself. But at the same time, if you don't have that echo in your mind, repositioning your path, right? And I do think manners and that whole element of surrounding yourself with people that really kind of appreciate who you are for what you are, but at the same time, you're doing the same thing in return. And I will say your parents have done a beautiful job. I love what your dad said on one of your conversations when he said, you will see people that you want in your life and mm-hmm. go after them, like try to find a way. And I think that that's a fair play. I think that things can happen authentically. But this whole classic styled life, curiosity is learning from other people and bringing them in. And there's that saying, people are in your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. And exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, if I didn't have the reasons in my life, I probably wouldn't be who I am today. So I just love that conversation too. But manners to me, I think we've kind of lost a little bit about that. So classic style life too is also about how you live your everyday. And I'm just curious for you, are there specific events that you do? I know you're so rooted in family and which I love that about your storytelling on your Instagram and on your channel, you it's really not just about Emily, it's about Emily's life, right? It's about Emily's mm-hmm. family. It's about what Emily does with family. And I I think it does those things aren't just there for pretty. The pretty does right. is it's really that's what means the world to you. So tell mm-hmm. me a little bit about what are the favorites that you do every year? What are some of the traditions? 
that remain true to you. Absolutely. I mean, we, I'm so lucky. And I think even post-grad, I've realized how many traditions we do have in our family. And I was just talking about this with my cousin recently, how serious we take our traditions, which I'm very lucky about because it does give you a sense of like, you're grounded, what's going to happen every single year. And as crazy as life can get with family members going to college or moving to different cities, these dates, we're all going to be back together doing the same thing that we've been doing since we were little. So for me, it's just always an overwhelming sense of comfort. And not even nostalgia, because you know that each year you're going to make new memories, which is also exciting. I mean, we have so many wonderful traditions. I think that especially around the holidays and Christmas, we take very seriously. And even July 4th, I was sitting on the beach with my cousin, Peter, who's going to be a freshman in college. And he could be out with friends and all these other guys. And I think somebody made like a little decision. We usually go on the boat after dinner and we have like a little dance party. And one of the parents was like, well, we have to go before dinner. And he genuinely freaked out next to me. And he was like, well, this isn't the plan that we always do. And we both just kind of looked at each other. And I took a step back. I go, do we take these things a little too seriously? Like, are other people doing this on July 4th? Because we have the same plan every single year. And we look forward to it. And I mean, we stick to it. So I thought that little story was funny because I was like, wait, Peter, we need to take a step back. Like we can adjust. But that's just how serious we take these traditions because we love them so much. I think my mom does a wonderful job of making sure that we want to spend time with them, but also just making it like an event. And even during COVID, our Christmas Eve was still like a dressed up cocktail party with our grandparents in our living room. And we had a specialty cocktail and courses. So always making an, ev- an event, even if you're just at home. Yeah. And also just planning ahead, start these traditions. And these are things that I've learned from my mother. So I'm not taking credit for any of this. Just a quick disclaimer at all. I'm just <laughs> regurgitating. But starting these traditions and then expanding them. My older sister, Claire, was married this past December. So now I have a brother-in-law. So planning for expanding the family, I think, is also important to keep those traditions alive. And just consistency. I mean, we just really <laughs> stick to them and we love doing it so much. So yeah, every every holiday I always love because I get to see my family and it's the same every year. Literally, we don't <laughs> steer clear from it. <laughs> kind of in the same boat. So it's interesting. I think as my children got older and I listened to you just say Claire got married and it was a beautiful wedding. I was so happy. Yes, you were there. (laughs) How do some of those traditions evolve? Because I know from my end, like Thanksgiving, my older son, Mike, if I want to not make something, I'm like, okay, I want to do something different. I want to do a different side dish. She's like, no, no, no. I want my green beans. And I'm like, right. We're all done with those green beans. Like we want to move on. But no, yeah. End up making those darn green beans for Mike because he still wants them. But Abby will come home with a different idea and say, Oh my gosh, I saw this in a magazine and I want you to try this. Or Ariel, who is new to our family, loves sweet potatoes. And she was like, I really would love a sweet potato. And I haven't made sweet potatoes in so long. So <laughs> but we got to do it because it's one of Ariel's favorites. Yes. So, how has the new chemistry and the dynamics in the family kind of added to some yeah. of the traditions? Absolutely. I mean, yeah, and you're experiencing the same thing. And now with a grandchild, I mean, that is just adding a whole new layer of traditions. So half hour. (laughs) Exactly. She's beautiful. I've been following along. Absolutely beautiful. I mean, it's funny for us because we 
I always just grew up with two sisters. We were a girly household. So now having like this brother-in-law brother in our life, the first Christmas, he, it was interesting because just even little things like the way that we go around, I'm sure you can relate to this and open our presents. We have a system to it. And Connor, my brother-in-law, had a different system in his family. So we switched to his system and we loved it. And, and it was fabulous. I love that. So it was the person in front of you picked out the gift and would hand it to you. And it was cute. And it was like in that moment, I was like, okay, <laughs> this is good. This is going to work out. So we take little things from each of our families. And the other thing that we're so lucky to have is Connor's family lives in town with us in Cleveland, right outside of Cleveland. So it's nice because they split time yeah. really easily. And we do stuff together sometimes as well. So I think that's also just a layer that we're like super lucky to have. But for almost a year, well, a little under a year, and the traditions are still intact, and we've added some new things to it. So all good over here. <laughs> I know. Isn't that fun? So you have to tell me. So the person in front selects your gift. Did you guys go by person before or did you rotate? I just have to hear because it sounds like we might have had the same disease. So tell me. Yeah. We would normally just pick our own gift. Yes. I would go up and, and Claire, myself, and then Elizabeth, we'd go in order. And then mom and dad would be at the very end and they would open their gifts. And we, so he, now the person in front of you picks it and delivers it. And then that was really the only adjustment. Honestly, it was not that big, but you would have thought that on Christmas morning, we had just come, like, we're going out of town. It was so big. <laughs> it's so, it's so funny. So I have to tell you like how ours adjusted. So for me, I would have so many gifts for so many different individuals. So when Ariel, joined right. her family. The first Christmas, I bought her some things before they got married. And then the Christmas before they got married, I bought her a bunch of things. And that's really hard to do, right? To buy for the daughter-in-law. So you know what I did? I just called her mother. It was perfect. Right. It just made my job so much easier. However, Ariel was like, hey, why don't we just do one big gift? And mm. I have to buy all these, just do one big gift. And I thought to myself, okay, I probably, that's new for me. So right. it came time last year, she was married. I was like, I've got to honor that. That is her idea. That is her choice. Yeah. I want our family holidays to be about family, not about my way. And we bought her one big gift and it was an amazing gift. And I think she really genuinely appreciated the shift and the change. But I did make it very clear. Now that I have Blake and Blake's in our life, Blake's getting a lot of gifts. I'm not going to one. <laughs> you know, there's a different set of rules for grandchildren. You know, yeah, he's going to have the like everybody else. Here's your gift. Thank you very much. But Blake, I don't even care. She's only going to be six months old at Christmas. We're going to make it all about Blake. Absolutely, as it should be. And that's and everyone has to realize that they are now not as important as, as Blake. That's just what happens. True. I mean, that's what it's all about. Yeah. It was a little easier for us because we he was the only boy. So the girls could still get more gifts and it could be overlooked by the fact that, oh, the cooler took up so much space. So we had our own little tricks. Right. Yeah. Funny? I, I just love yeah. And I do think there are traditions. Now, is there any tradition that your family has talked about and said, we've never done this, but we should try it? That's a good question. We've never been a family really to like go on a trip during over a holiday instead of mm -hmm. like gifts over Christmas. People will just do like a big trip and that's like the whole family's gift, which I think is wonderful because it's an experience. I personally like to be home and around family and by the tree. We've 
mentioned it before, but I don't think now at all. I think I would rather save those trips for different points of the year. But yeah, that's probably the only one that, that comes to mind. Where I, that. I have to tell you. Yeah. Oh, did you? So how, how did it go? I wanted to be home. And so like right now, mm-hmm. I feel like it's a little different. I will say last year, we did do something different. So we've been starting to go to New York City for Thanksgiving. And it's only because our house is in the process of being built, just like yours is. Right. I don't, right. Kitchen's not like, I just can't. Like, how do you do it in this little apartment? I, we've been going to New York for Thanksgiving and I usually would make the, the meal. And last year I gave it up. We went to this place that my husband has a membership through and it was phenomenal. It was great. Okay, well, I'm going to take this feedback out back to the board <laughs> and let them know that we have a real review of it because this is good to hear. <laughs> giving Christmas, I don't think I could give that up. I don't care where I, no. I have to be. Where you yes. are. Yeah. But Thanksgiving, I gave it up. I can't believe it. And I went and I loved it. And this year we're doing it again. Of course, we're bringing Blake, but it's like, right. it's like we're going to the same place. We're going to New York and... It really felt liberating. I really, yeah. I now I can't imagine taking Thanksgiving back. I have to get myself used to that. So, but I agree with you. I do love Christmas at home. Yes, holidays. definitely. I think it's Thanksgiving is a lot more pressure for sure on the hostess than anybody else. So we can all take it for granted when we sit down and the food's ready and we're carving the turkey. But it is a very stressful holiday for those who are setting the table. And yes. so you like things to look, look a certain way. So that is really great feedback. I'm definitely going to share that with our group. <laughs> As we think a little bit about this classic style life and bucket list, you talked a little bit about the Amalfi Coast. That's on my bucket list as well. We share the same one. Maybe we'll run into each yes. other there. Uh, hopefully. Yeah. We can only hope. <laughs> we'll get your mom and go. Something right. like that. Yes. Yes. Our outfit. Oh, my God. We, oh, Italy would have to watch out. <laughs> really? Oh, my goodness. Right? <laughs> they would not know what hit no, them. <laughs> but I think, like, if you think about, traveler, anything. What is on your bucket list these days? You know, in general, we think about a classic style life, you know, not just places to go, but things to do. What's on your bucket list? That's a great question. We were just talking about this as as it does relate to travel. I've always wanted to go to Europe in the winter because I've only ever been in the summer because it's summer break and we'd go and we'd travel around, which is lovely. But I always just thought it'd be fun to have like this cozy Swiss Alps moment in the winter. You know, once again, creating a scenario to figure out outfits around. So it's my parents' 30th wedding anniversary. This upcoming, they were married on New Year's Eve. So we, I think, are going to go to Europe in some way over the winter and just have like a really cozy celebration of the two of them and New Year's Eve. So that was something that was on my bucket list that I clearly campaign for. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm really looking forward to that. And again, that kind of opens up a whole new door of inspiration and clothes and fashion. So we were just talking about this. So that was at the forefront of my thoughts. Oh my God. And what a great... So our anniversary is the end of December. So it's like five days, I think, off from your parents. if Two days after Christmas, to be literal. So we started cold holidays Mm-hmm. time ago. We would leave the day yeah. after Christmas and we would go away for our anniversary and it would be cold. And I have to tell you now, except for my older son, who really despises yeah. them, 
Um, right. But he's of course. Sport. He really is a good sport. And every time he says someplace, we, he says, we should go back to Jackson Hole or we should go back. But I will tell you, there's something about being together in the cold. Yes. The fire, a great bottle mm-hmm. of wine. And, and really just enjoy. And usually when you're someplace where it's cold, yes. the mountains, it's, it, the terrain is unbelievable. I mean, I love beaches, but oh, yeah. let's be clear. You see water, it's the sun, it's beautiful. When you are tucked away someplace cold and there's, there's nothing. I love it. Or it, it, it's just, yeah, to go. And then, you know, think about what you're going to purchase as your memory. Right. Your exactly. For me, it was mm-hmm. a blanket. So anytime I would go someplace cold, I would find like a cashmere blanket or anything. And then I have these stacks of blankets all ready to go for the main house. And they're from different places. That's one. Oh, that's amazing. And it's like start planning what you're going to take away from wherever you're going to. Yeah, I totally agree with you. We're very one and the same with the cold weather trips. I feel like everyone's always like, we got to go someplace warm. But the last thing I want to do after the holiday season is go to a beach. <laughs> like after all the eating and the, you're pale, like I want to just be in a sweater by a fireplace. And I think it's so fun. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. I think we're going to go to Ireland or something like that. Well, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. gorgeous. Gorgeous. Aw. So tell me what else is on your bucket list? Is there anything for just personally you? Personally me? Yes. There's always something on my bucket list. I feel like I wake up every single day and I have a new idea. I think that's the Sagittarius in me. I'm like, we need to reinvent. We need to think of something fresh and better. But I mean, yeah, I think just as I grow my business, there's always things, especially with social media, I feel like there's something new each, not only day, but month and week, whenever. So keeping up with that, I have a lot that I want to do to expand the brand. And for myself, I would love to, you know, I sell my own line of merchandise, but I would like to kind of elevate that into more of a lifestyle line or some sort of cocktail line. I think that would be really fun. I share a lot of that on my pages. So yes, there is always a long list of things that I would love to accomplish and on my bucket list. I think it's just taking it step by step and not getting too overwhelmed with trying to accomplish everything at once because I'm definitely a slow and steady wins the race. Just keep your head down and stick to what you know. And it usually hopefully works out in the end. I'm not quite sure, but that's what I've been told. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I have to say that your line of merch though really does have a lifestyle component to it because really there's always a message right behind it. And that message transcends over the product. It's not just one lane. It's not just like stationary. There's one. Yes. Yes. I still have the good to see you. And I still have the napkins and I won't let, you know, Abby will go in and go, oh, I'm going to take two more. No, 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 no. Because I want them with my glasses. (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) So I'm I'm very much about that. Keep that up. Yes. Yes. Oh, we love those. I love that you're being deliberate. And I I think great brands that sustain the test of time are deliberate and they stay true to themselves. And I I really think as I've watched all of your individual lines get introduced, they were true to you and, you know, good for you for that. And thank you. I think keep doing that because you're on to, you know, I think the world of you. And I think someday I'm going to need to get your autograph and then I might... I might even no. Well, that'll never happen. That I have an in, but I think at the end of the day, you know, and I've said this before, and you said it earlier, just about manners and championing and kindness. And I think as we look as women, I, Mm -hmm. I think one of the things that I didn't always understand as I went through my career, but I appreciate it and understand it now, even richer and deeper than ever, is competition isn't about 
female versus female, competition is against the idea. And Mm -hmm. if we can depersonalize that and really embrace other women being successful, like good for them. Yeah. So I want to say to you, good for you. I mean, I learned from you. Thank you. I I watch your channel and I'm I'm like, oh, I never thought I I might do that my next time around. I'm good. Yeah. You know, because copying another woman's success is flattery. It's like saying thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I have to say kudos to you. Here I am at 58 years old and I copy. (laughs) Well, thank you. Yeah. And I think that that is a good thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Because it's all about all of us learning. So we have to go into my five fabulous questions at the end, right? Yes. Yes. The iconic questions. The iconic questions that everybody has to answer. So Yes. (laughs) Or what has influenced your style the most? Well, I think this comes as no surprise. My mother, for sure, and my grandmother, and really just all of the women in my family who have good taste. I 100% credit it to my mom and just how she knows how to dress and she knows what looks good without even, well, you know, we'll be in a department store or a boutique. And it's funny because one of the three of us will hold something up and we're like, Oh my gosh, that's fabulous. Like it's going to look great. You'll have to wear it. And she can just see, she's like, it's not, no, it's not going to work. And you put it on and she's always right. She just knows how to dress for your body type and in a sophisticated classic way. And then looking at other people outside of that, I love Audrey. I love Audrey Hepburn. I think that she does a great job of the black and white and the classics. But I think of my mom as Audrey Hepburn. I thought when she when I was little, she was Audrey Hepburn. So yes, yes, yes. Jackie O for sure. Just the classic icons that I think we everyone looks up to. Nothing crazy, nothing out of the ordinary because they're so good at what they did and what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I I totally agree. And I just love that colorless blazers are coming back like Jackie I would wear. So what's the f- favorite item in your closet? Just one, your favorite. My favorite, favorite item. Oh my gosh, this is... That's a hard one. If you had to grab it, if they say if there was a fire and you had to go into your closet and grab one piece, what would it be? I would probably have to say... I'm a sucker for a blazer. So I have this beautiful Smythe blazer that I've had forever that I don't even think you could buy anymore and I should probably get rid of, but I'm not going to because it's so chic and I love it so much. And it's just a black blazer with gold buttons, but I put it on all the time and it stands the test of time. So I think a chic blazer would be my one thing that I can't live without because you could wear it to drinks or you can wear it to a fabulous event. She's good for anything. (laughs) Good for her. Tried and true. Best friend. So your favorite classic cocktail? I would say, okay, I'm going to break the rules. I have two. (laughs) French 75 would be the first one. But recently in the summer months, it's been a Hugo Spritz. And I, Claire and Connor were in Italy in April for their, for a little, you know, after it wasn't their honeymoon, but they just wanted to go to Italy and Connor ordered it for Claire. She was still getting ready and she came down and it was ready for her and she tried it and they were both like, this is, this is divine. So they brought it back and we all became obsessed with it. And I've been posting about it and sharing and people will send me pictures of their Hugo spritz. So it's Prosecco, elderflower, sorry, Prosecco, St. Germain, gin and mint. And it's a light spritz and you feel like you're in the Amalfi coast. (laughs) Yeah. 
You'll have to try it. It's so good. Oh my God. That's awesome. That's so great. I, you know what? I have to make, I'll have my husband make it because he's a phenomenal mixologist. I have to say. Yes. Yes. Get Don on that. <laughs> he can make the drinks. <laughs> All right. He's on it. He's on it. And I'll have to send you my little picture. So what was your most memorable dining experience? Memorable dining experience. I mean, I feel like there's always so many memorable experiences with just good company. But, 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 but I do remember my grandparents used to live in Newport, Rhode Island. And they took us there when we were, I want to say early high school. And we had this four hour dinner at Castle Hill with my grandparents. And it was the first time that I can really remember that I was on the East Coast that I was like, Oh my gosh, I was just taken with everything. So and it was fun because we got to see where they got married and where they lived. And it was just so wonderful. And we talked forever. And I just always think about that. Like when you go back to like a little happy place, I think of that. So yeah, and any meal with family is always just so cherished. It is fun. I agree with that. <laughs> so that's actually one of my favorite places to yeah. visit is home. So favorite destination for travel? Palm Beach. Uh, always Palm Beach. <laughs> How could you? It's always Palm Beach. I'm sorry. I never change it. I, I love it so much. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, you can walk the streets of Palm Beach and just look at the homes and the landscaping. Isn't it? Fabulous? It's just immaculate. It's just, yeah. And then the shopping. Of course. So yeah. I yeah, That's a great destination. Mm -hmm. Love that. We were both just there. The yes. Day, yes. So stayed at the same place. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, we don't differ from what we <laughs> we stick to it. <laughs> so great. Well, gosh, what a joy. I mean, for everybody listening, you have to check out Emily's channel, Emily Owen Bowes. And she's doing so much. She's definitely one to watch. And she's come so far. And she's got such a runway ahead of her. It's just going to be so great to watch her jet away and do so many wonderful things. So I feel lucky I had you as a guest. I feel like I'm pinching myself, you know? Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you for having me on. This was so lovely. And I, I just knew that the conversation would be we could talk for hours. We do talk for hours sometimes when you're in town. <laughs> so it's just an extension of that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes. 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 That's great. Uh, yeah, I'm in town in a couple of weeks. So maybe I'll see you then. But thanks, Emily. And we'll talk soon. Maybe there needs to be a round two. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me on. Bye. Okay. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Classic and Curious. You can follow Emily on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Emily Owen Bowes. Be sure to check out her line of merchandise at emilyowenbowes.com. And if you haven't already, subscribe to Bose & Company Podcast. You can find links to all of Emily's platforms at styledbyark.com via our podcast page. As always, we'd love for you to hit the subscribe button and feel free to share your feedback and requests. Looking forward to our next time together. Ta-ta for now.